0: How do you like that?
1: Uh, I, uh, I'll get my disco (laughs) shirt on. (laughs) Wow. Reminds me of my first year of sobriety. That's the way, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Hello, it's
0: 1975, and this is AA Beyond Belief. How you doing? Oh boy, it's good to be here. It's another Friday night and uh, we're going to live stream. And today we have a special guest, Angela and I do. His name is Josie and he's from Rebellion Dogs Radio. How you doing, Joe?
1: hi i'm special and i'm an alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) glad to be here and glad to be talking about this Uh, before we went on i was just saying that there are so many people brand new to AA, and so many people just finding secular AA for the first time that it's good to sort of review how we got here because there's a lot of people that this is an old hat for and uh, the longer we've been doing this the faster th- things seem to go, it used to be, how long will it take us to get to a hundred meetings? Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 been an incredible trip for me anyway since I've been around since I've learned about all this. Angela, how you doing over there?
2: Oh, I, I'm still recovering from your new info, oh. your, your new intro. I'm just like, well, I, yeah, that that threw me a little bit. So, uh, well, um, yeah, can you get back to me? <laughs> I need to do an inventory. Cocaine, no, baby.
1: Well, <laughs> a flashback.
0: You know, as I was preparing, as I was preparing for this, I was actually reading a a talk that Roger gave in Kansas City about, you know, the beginnings of. Not necessarily the atheist and Alcoholics Anonymous, because that goes back to the very beginning, but just to the first ever um, AA meeting specifically set up for atheists and agnostics. And it started in the 1970s, and it was a Don Wilson. And what happened, uh, he was in AA back in the early 1960s, and he had a really difficult time with it. He was put off by the religion. And uh, Roger quoted him as saying that he was just unable to make it work because of the religious language in which the 12 steps are couched, is what he said. So in the autumn of 1974, he gave a speech at, the Unita- at a Unitarian Universalist church. I'm not sure which one, but it was in, in the Chicago area, if not right in Chicago. And the talk he gave was titled, An Agnostic in AA: How It Works for Me. It was very well received. In fact, he was invited to other Unitarian Universalist churches where he gave that same talk. And one of the ministers asked him if he would start an AA meeting for atheists and agnostics at that UU church. So he did. And they called the meeting Atheists and Agnostics in AA or Quad A, 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 A. And their first meeting was January 7th of 1975. This is all from Roger C. So if there's yeah. any mistakes, you can blame him. 20 years after that first meeting, they had a anniversary, Quad A did. And there was a um, article written up in the Chicago Tribune titled A Different Road. And Roger described that as sort of the Jack Alexander moment for Quad A. So I don't know if they've had if they had a huge boom in their meetings or not, but they they were going pretty strong. So that in 2009, they actually had a unity conference a conference where uh, about 100 people gathered together. And Roger actually has the pamphlet from that conference where they they have different topics and panels and so forth that were going on. They even had different versions of the steps that they discussed at that that conference. And they called it Beyond Alcohol and Addiction, Sobriety, Sanity, and Serenity. And that all happened in the 1970s, before my time. But when I got into AA in 1988, I knew nothing about those groups. Then in the 1980s, history marches on in Los Angeles, uh, California, a person by the name of Charlie Palachuk, and I don't know if I should use their last names, even when they're deceased. They, that's, I got to learn about that. But anyway, he started a group in Hollywood, California called We Agnostics. And that was the first group, I believe, Joe, tell me if I'm wrong, that was called We Agnostics that I know about.
1: Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It may well, be. Well, maybe may, that be. was
2: actually agnostic, I think. <laughs> possibly, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Other groups yeah, use could've... that name, but they... They were, you know, uh, but they they might have actually the loved
0: the chapter at the agnostics, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, which is funny. I actually went to a conference. Uh, Glenn and I did in Jacksonville, Florida, and they had a we agnostics uh, panel. And so we thought it was going to be all about atheists and agnostics and AA. Uh, uh-uh. it was all about how great the we agnostics chapter is. Anyway, so well, <laughs> so Charlie started. You're kind new... of
2: fading to me.
0: huh? My sound is fading.
2: Uh, I was having trouble. Yeah. Are you having trouble hearing
0: him,
1: Joe? I just turned up the volume and it was okay.
0: good. All right. so okay. All So right. I'm back. Okay. So anyway, and by the way, for those of you out there listening, um, if my volume is messed up, let me know. I'm trying to work with that and I might have it too loud right now. Anyway, so now in the 1980s, um, we have Charlie started that meeting in Hollywood. Then he moved to Austin, Texas in 2000. And he started another agnostic group there. And he met Nick in Austin, who started another um, agnostic group. And now there's quite a few um, secular AA groups in the Austin area. Then going on around the same time in the 1980s, in 1986, a guy named Harry from California moved, moved to New York And he was looking for other atheists and agnostics in AA. So he put an ad in a uh, magazine, a humanist magazine, um, looking for others like him. And there were, I think, three other people, Ada, David, and John, who answered that ad. And they started a meeting in September 1986 that they called We Atheists. Now, they later changed that to We Humanists, and they still meet to this day in, in, uh, in, in Manhattan. So during that time in the 1980s, um, there were groups that were started in D.C. and in Florida and other places around the United States. But to my knowledge, from people I've spoken with, like John H. and Dorothy and Pam, these groups kind of existed kind of isolated from each other. Is that right, Joe? They didn't really there wasn't really any kind of a networking or connection. They didn't even know these other groups existed, more or less.
1: Imagine the savages living before Facebook, but that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, even in uh, uh, just a, a quick little aside, in 1996, there was a We Agnostics meeting in Toronto, and I didn't know about it. Just because I was 20 years sober, I wasn't looking for new meetings, right? But if I'd picked up a meeting l- list and saw it, I w- certainly would have supported it, that's for sure. So, yeah, communication was a problem for sure.
0: So going back to that communication piece, um, in Hollywood, California, there were two women, um, Dorothy H. and Pam W. And uh, they met at the Hollywood We Agnostics group, the one that was started by Charlie P. And... They loved the meetings and being in Hollywood, they would get a lot of tourists and people from, you know, visitors that would come to the group who had never been to a a meeting for agnostics, never seen anything like it. And they'd all talk about how great the meeting was. And Pam and Dorothy asked each other, boy, you know, are, are we that unique? Are there any others out there like us? They had no idea there were any other groups like them. So they did some research and they found out, oh my gosh, they have these groups in New York and they have these groups all over the place. And they had this idea. Let's put on a big international conference and have all these people come together. And I think all three of us have attended, attended that conference in Santa Monica and it was called the, we agnostics and free thinkers and alcoholics. Now we agnostics and free thinkers and Alcoholics Anonymous.
1: We agnostics and free thinkers international International AA Conference. conference.
0: Or and that's convention. where I met you, Joe, and Angela, yeah. you were there, but I don't know if I met you.
2: I um, probably not. I, <laughs> <laughs> I I was there. Um and I remember, you know, I met Dorothy and Pam and um and then uh, Glenn. And I think Mm -hmm. I I saw Joe because he was at a table signing books and stuff. Um, But yeah, you know, most people don't know that I'm an introvert. And so yeah, so I didn't, you know, I kind of talked to a few people, but I wasn't going around introducing myself and, and trying to get to know people because I was just feeling shy, I guess wanted to see what it was about. And
0: well, I was, I'm actually that way too. And I, and I, but I have to tell you that that conference really changed my life. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be here right now, um, Ditto. you know, speaking with you guys, if it wasn't for that, it was just an amazing experience. So here I was, I'd been in AA for a long time and figured I was an atheist and learned about these um, groups online, started my own And then went to this conference in California and met all these other people from all over the world. And it was the most amazing experience I'd ever, ever had. And yeah, Joe, you want to say something about that?
1: Oh, uh, about the first conference? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a game changer. Like uh, when you look at... Uh, Just the increase in numbers of groups, you know, uh, going into the turn of the century, there were under 50 agnostic atheist meetings in the whole world. And then uh, the Internet came around and we found out about each other. And so groups were starting. but. Uh, I mean, even though we didn't have this conference until 2014, there was a buzz about it uh, back in 2012, and and groups were starting all over the place. AA agnostica was getting people together, and there were you know sort of other hubs of information. Uh, but but that really uh, spearheaded it in a way that uh, people. It, 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 You know, someone like me, someone like others, uh, just sort of renewed their enthusiasm for AA, and they went to their hometown. Uh, I mean, one of the greatest stories I remember from that is being in a room. It was just an AA meeting. might have been hosted by Beyond Belief in Toronto. I don't know. But uh, we're just going around talking, and someone was sharing, and everyone was listening, and they said, It's hard, you know. I'm the only atheist in Arizona. And there was pause and then, me too, me too, me too. And they all stood up like gophers in gopher holes, right? (laughs) And some of them knew each other, but they had been closet, uh, you know, uh, non-believers, and they didn't even know the other person was, uh, you know, a like-minded person. So they have one of the most thriving agnostic atheist communities uh, around for the size of their state. Um, They probably have the best per capita community uh, I've seen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We found out about the conference. Um, I think Dorothy uh, sent an email to our website or got a hold of us through the New York list. And so that's how we became aware of uh, that they were doing this in Santa Monica.
0: And you actually had people, uh, your group actually went there as a group.
2: Yeah, yeah. Our group was started in 2008. And, um, uh, you know, I think I've said before, we got started by Googling, you know, uh, what other groups were out there. And um, and I think we heard about the one in, in Santa Monica or L.A. is what we call all of the stuff down there, um, and uh, uh, there's L.A. and New York, and that's pretty much, <laughs> you know, what we knew, and, um, and so, yeah, so the New York people were the ones that I think had um, a list of other meetings, a website with a list, and I believe they had a um, kind of a, a – a template for doing a, a meeting. And so we kind of took some of the stuff from that and created ours. And, um, yeah, three of us went down to that conference um, in Santa Monica and uh, and checked things out. And, yeah, it, it was fun. It was new. Um, I, I loved listening to the, the speakers there. And, uh, and there were a lot of people that were, you know, super excited um, to find out that there were so many more of us out there, you know, and, um, and yeah, um, hanging out with, uh, with a few people and Glenn was one of the best parts for me because, you know, Glenn has shared this story before. But um, he was really distraught, uh, having come out as atheist and wasn't feeling supported uh, in Florida where he was at, and um, and was really concerned about it. And um, and he's he's a pretty you know gregarious guy most of the time. So it's like a, the, totally d- two different people from the Glenn I know now and who was uh, at the conference. And so it was, it was kind of cool to be able to to chat with him and share our experience with him so that he, you know, left feeling like he could take on AA in Florida and he has yes. <laughs> so. a
0: really great job with it. You mentioned the New York list, Angela and uh, Joe, can you, you want to tell the story about the New York list, how that came about? Cause that was a big piece.
1: Well, it sure was um, uh, that I don't know. I, at the time, uh, Deirdre was uh, sort of, Uh, webmaster of the list. I don't know who actually started it, but uh, just as a public service, the New York agnostic groups, there was probably eight of them at the time, started posting an HTML uh, list of all agnostic atheist groups that wanted to be posted or that they Mm -hmm. could find out about on there. And uh, that's how... I found out about uh, agnostic atheists. Uh, I went to New York, went to a couple of meetings, one in the Upper West End, uh, one down in the village, and uh, went to Toronto, and I was a member of uh, a mixed crowd. I was a, uh, at a meeting that had been around for a long time called Midtown that was a very liberal meeting, but it was like right in sort of where uh, the sort of artsy section meets the business section so there were suits and artists and you know uh the lgbtq community were there it was a lot of young people and um you know so w- we had this meeting uh that had thumpers and atheists and and we all it was it was it was a good spirited discussion every week about things and uh And people uh, would always go away friendly, right? You know, even though we were very different. So anyway, I talked to some of the atheist agnostics there and said, you know, Toronto's going to love this. I was half right about that. (laughs) back.
0: And that list that she started it really as a result of the attack of on September 11th, 2001, when, um, all of, when the, when the people in New York had a really hard time connecting with each other and they were desperate to kind of get together. So they put together that list so that they can find each other. And then what happened, I guess, is over time, other people would find them like you and Angela submit their own group information and it started growing and growing and growing and that's how a lot of us learned about this thing. I think in my early days when I was researching this, that is definitely a site that that I had run across.
1: Yeah, and now it's hard to tell how many meetings there are because uh, I'll, there are groups that have no physical space. Like since the uh, pandemic uh, just a few months ago, meetings are on Zoom. And like in Toronto at 9.30 Eastern, Uh, on a Monday night, there's a Secular Young People's, and it's not a Toronto meeting. It's just on the Toronto Zoom server. And uh, so, you know, that meeting doesn't even have a physical space, maybe never will. And uh, plenty of meetings that met once a week are meeting two or five times a week now because it, it doesn't increase your rent to have another Zoom meeting. Right. So uh, the number of meeting uh, times now, it'd be interesting to get try to get a handle on that because uh, I would love to see. Like, it's not like we're uh, catching the world on fire. Like, we are still in the neighborhood of about six hundred or so um, meetings, and that is one half of one percent of uh, all of the meetings in the world. Right? So we're, we're you know, we're. Uh, you know, statistically, we we almost don't exist, right? But we're growing at a at a rapid rate, while AA as a whole is sort of staying uh, rather stagnant. So, hmm.
2: so what happened after the the conference? So we had the 2014,
0: and I'm glad you asked. So
1: at, <laughs> at, at no, that you've conference, you've been doing this a while. There was a lot. There was
0: a lot of excitement at that conference, and um, there was something that happened there. Um, there was a little meeting held off to the off to the side. And we were talking about some sort of a new organization that would somehow facilitate uh, the communication of how to start secular A meetings and all this kind of stuff. But we called them agnostic meetings back then. And um, so we, we came back and we started this um, thing called WAFT Central, which was supposed to be sort of like a oh, I don't know, kind of like an inner group for all these different places. And so we basically, we stole Deidre's list and then we kind of (laughs) added to it. And then we put some other information from different places up there Mm -hmm. on this website. And we had... um, it wasn't it wasn't really very well organized because not a lot of people even knew about it and not a lot of people even wanted it and there was just it just didn't really take off very well and there was also just a lot of disputes just within those of us who were trying to start the thing about what what to do with it. so but that being said, while that is going on there we're, we're f- f- um, finagling with that little organization the number of secular AAUs,
1: Oh, motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I got my window <laughs> open. <laughs> so anyway,
0: so the number of AA meetings really do start start to increase. But now I think I'm going go to go, I'm going to skip forward to 2016. So now from 2014 to 2016, we have this little thing called WAF Central with a list. We have um, Deidre in New York with her list. We have Facebook groups that are starting up. People are kind of, um Connecting, we're 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 forming this online community now for about two years. Then we go to Austin, Texas, and we have a conference out there. And oh yeah, at that conference, we changed our name. We went through a couple of name changes.
1: (laughs) It's never been the same name (laughs) twice. (laughs) At
0: the first meet, at the first conference, it was called just We Agnostics and Free Thinkers and Alcoholics Anonymous International International Conference. And John, so Waftiak, Waftiak. Yeah. yeah. And John Um C. from Paris was there.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, where's the, A- the other A for Atheist? Atheist. Yes. Yep. And we added the other A.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, like, w- what's to talk about? Let's throw it in. Right. We, we weren't exactly, uh you know, bogged down in dogma yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Freethinker doesn't include you, let's add an A.
0: What was funny about that, too, is I'm glad he said that because I was thinking it and I wouldn't have ever said it. And I think for me, I was just coming out as an atheist at that time and wasn't real comfortable even saying it out loud. You know, so um, for him to suggest that, I thought it made perfect sense. So, yeah, we added that name. So we were Waftiak going into Austin. And that's what we were with the two A's in our name. And, and while we were there, so I go there and I'm talking about myself a little bit, but I go there with this, this thing called WAF central that we were struggling with for two years that I wanted to really kind of somehow pass on to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so.
1: Nice I, try. Yeah. So, so we <laughs> went,
0: so I went to, we went to this conference and I was hoping that I might have a chance to present it or whatever. And. So they had this, at the end of this conference, they had a business meeting and they changed the name of the organization or to the conference to the International Conference of Secular AA, which was fine, was a, which is a good idea. I'm glad, I think it made sense. They wanted to do well, that.
1: people wanted to add an H for humanist and a W for Wiccan and, you know, naturalist and yeah, so.
0: It was more inclusive. Yeah. It was easier to define mm-hmm. than just being, because uh, yeah, like you say, if you're an atheist, agnostic, free thinker you know, it leaves other people out, you know, that mm-hmm. might be, uh, you know, an apathist or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that I, I was kind of discouraged. I didn't ever have an opportunity to present this idea. I wanted to kind of give this thing over, turn this thing over. And I was feeling kind of dejected when I was called over to meet the new board of Ixa mm-hmm. and they, they asked me about this WAFT Central thing that a lot of, most people had never heard of. And I told them about it, and I said it was kind of an idea to kind of be a central point to have information about these meetings and so forth, and that was really my hope to kind of turn this over to the new, to the new board. And they did, and they started this um, organization. They changed the name of it from WAFT Central to Secular AA, and then built this website with all the information that we had from WAF Central. And that is, so now we have that thing, that board and we have the IAC board for the conference. We have these, these two things. And that kind of brings us up to where I have questions for Joe and Angela and I would welcome calls from you, if you have questions or comments and so forth, um, that we can we can talk about it. But uh, tell me, first of all, that Joves, is there something I left out in that
1: history? Well, he, here's something interesting, like, uh, it, like we, we think about our history going back to the first Quad A meeting, but that is inaccurate. Uh, there has always been a struggling uh, agnostic atheist voice. We know the story of the Buddhists that changed the wording of the 12 steps and with Bill's blessing, uh, you know, to accommodate their non-theistic approach. That was first reported in the 50s. Uh, In 1953, if you read the General Conference Report, uh, you know, the whole conference was concerned about the seven-step program they were using in Scandinavia and a six-step program they were using on uh, merchant ships. And, you know, we, we got to tell them I can't do this. And, of course, Bill said uh, they're just going through the same pioneering phase we did. And if uh, a better way of doing things is going to happen, uh, you know, Where is it going to come from? We found uh, a 1972 interpretation of the 12 steps by B.F. Skinner. And then I was in uh, San Francisco at the uh, AA History Symposium doing a presentation on underrepresented populations and the debate over special purpose groups. And and that, that included the Doctors in AA, uh, the LGBTQ community, young people's, women's. Did you know the first four women's uh, conferences, 65 to 69, were in Kansas City? Yeah,
0: I know. I I know that little history, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of cool that they kept it in the same place to sort of learn the ropes. Uh, You know, uh, that would have been an interesting idea to leave maybe – our conference in LA until we knew what was going on and, you know, but, but anyway, uh, I digress. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I was out there and someone gave me a book uh, called uh, Physician Heal Thyself, 35 years of adventure in sobriety by an AA old timer. And it was the author of the same AA story, Dr. Earl M who was in the 1955 under the young people Uh, the 1955 second edition of the big book. And he's still in there now. But now in 1989, he's writing about all of these years. And he writes about a group he and some fellows started in San Francisco in 1965 called the Forum AA Group, which had a 10-step program, which was uh, non-alcohol specific. Step one was we realized we couldn't handle mind-altering drugs safely, and there's no reference to any deity. So they could see the people who were having trouble with AA, and they were trying to accommodate them. So, so these sorts of liberal AA groups, uh, I, I wish there's some way we could find out where they all were. But as we've discussed already, there wasn't a great communication. Uh, between like-minded people in different cities, right? so so it, 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 there are patches of uh, aA liberalness, of agnosticism going on uh, as far back as uh, AA uh, history goes, and we just don't have uh, the whole history yet.
0: So something I wanted to throw out to both you and Angela and also to anybody who wants to call in. Um, when they when we came up with that name, when the people at that conference in Austin came up with that name secular aA and I don't even actually think it was voted on actually by the conference that was just kind of a decision by the by that I board.
1: remember there was a, a big decision between what whether it was going to be Isaac or Ixod. right and uh, and there were some other ideas bantied around but those became the two most popular and um, but the secular aA
0: itself, that that organization, which is like uh, which is the five hundred one c three, whatever it is, the i the thing about that is i i i the thing that i run into with that name is that it almost makes it seem like it's apart from regular aa because people will often ask they often will talk about quote secular aa as if it's something somehow apart from and different from aa or is that Am I just imagining that? Do you guys run into no, that? No, it, it,
1: it is it, it isn't a perfect name, and uh, it it can be misinterpreted by people who want to separate us and, and by people who don't understand. Uh, going back to the first Quad A, they were very specific about the first two A's were Alcoholics Anonymous for atheists and agnostics, not the other way around, right? So people's identity were AA members first, atheist agnostic second
2: right yeah I wasn't at you know the the austin conference so i I don't have information you know I can't say what exactly happened there. My understanding was there was were these conversations and then that they developed the board there and um, and those people worked on creating the the uh group that was to be the leadership of the conference and uh come up with yeah with uh yeah sorry um with the bylaws and that would govern that board and uh and continue to try to help um people who identified as secular within aa start meetings and um and get together and and have a conference and and all of that so yeah so the name has been has been difficult um some meetings were have been delisted um in their area because uh they had their uh, meeting listed on the secular aa website and uh whoever was in charge of their list in that area, felt that that was an outside entity, um, because of the, the name, um, and, and it has come into conversations when I was on the board and was communicating with, um, with the, uh, the office in New York and, uh, GSO and, and everything, um, trying to, to do some coordination to get us, uh, involved and more prominent at, um, at the international conference that was supposed to be in uh, succeeding July.
1: at you you yeah. were absolutely successful in that
2: thank you <laughs> but uh, but yeah so th- so the name is interesting and um, one of the things that I found that um, I hadn't thought about um, was when I was sharing about uh, secular AA um, to some people locally um, my former sponsor who's Buddhist said that um, she probably wouldn't look up um, meetings by using the word secular because she doesn't consider herself secular as a Buddhist and um, and so I thought that was a- an interesting take on it that um that that might be the case um, and so i asked a few other people and even though they're you know free thinkers they still don't identify with the the word secular either so you know another another fun stuff about <laughs> about the yeah. name yeah, But I, I think the real imperfect. thing that i yeah that uh, that i think about is like you said is that um you know should um the organization that exists now no longer exists. Um, my meeting is still gonna be going on. I'm still going to be a secular member of AA because I'm a member of AA and I'm an atheist. So <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think that's something that uh, we don't talk about as much. And you know, I think it, it causes some confusion uh, within our, our uh, online communities.
1: I would say that where there are uh, problems with association in terms of getting listed and that sort of thing, many of these objections to the brand new atheist agnostic or secular meeting, the, those objections are red herrings. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, the indie We Agnostics, they mm-hmm. said, well, you can't change the steps. You're not going to be in our directory. Okay, we'll eliminate them. Well, you're still not going to be in our directory, right? (laughs) So, so they're trying to give a logical reason for, Mm -hmm. yeah. And by the way, traditions aren't rules; they're Mm -hmm. collective experience over the years, right? I can break my anonymity on national television tonight and go vote at my home group tomorrow. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not kicked out, uh, right? You know, it's up to our group how we hold ourselves out, and. um, you, what we follow and don't follow, because it's uh, there's no higher authority in AA than the AA group itself. So, a lot of these things are sort of negotiating points, but in many cases, there's an underlying, uh, you know, objection that isn't coming out because it's emotional, not logical.
0: We've got a caller. Let's take this call. Hello. 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 Who is this?
3: This is Fred. How you doing? I'm okay, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. So, what's on your mind?
3: Excuse me. What's on your mind? <laughs> I had I, I have a question for you. Okay, go ahead. You, you know, you know, uh, I I recently celebrated 30, 33 years. Without alcohol or, or uh, uh, you know, this uh, uh, changing of mind, they say they say that makes you feel good. Well, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the things that are written in the Big Book, and I was in plenty of meetings where uh, God was the topic, and I found that the. Uh, Interesting thing is that I was asked to leave by a Baptist uh, preacher who said that I had no right to be there if I didn't believe in God. I said, "I said, if you have an understanding of who God is, can you tell me?" He got an answer. So you know, you know the attributes that these people have. Who put themselves in a position to say that they know everything about God, but they can't even allow somebody to be in a, bo- a meeting who does who, who doesn't want to b- listen to anything about what God has to do with the program? Because really, it's a it's an inner world within yourself. It allows you to stay sober, not.
0: So, do you do you attend, do you attend an AA meeting that has a secular uh, format? Do you have one where you live?
3: We don't have any secular formats for atheists or agnostics in the general area, and I've been I've been listening to this show for some time since you started it, and I found it quite interesting. Uh, AA is not like that in this general area where I'm at in Virginia.
0: You're in Virginia, and okay.
3: I find, yeah, I find that uh, there's a lot of a, there's a lot of pressures put on people when they don't agree with the big book, and you know, like uh, I said to somebody, well, the big book was written a long time ago and you're not aware of anything that's in people's minds today. I said, you're not, I said, I said, that's like being, that's like uh, driving a horse and buggy with blinders instead of, instead instead of being able to uh, drive a car. I said, it's antiquated and they don't understand, you know. Uh,
0: Have you been to any of the online have you been to any of the online meetings?
3: Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't go to, to online meetings too much. I have a friend who's a representative in uh, Utah, who 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 uh, she's on the phone line, and I call her sometimes. She has forty years of sobriety, and and uh, we have we have some chats. I don't know what her beliefs are, but. We have a good time talking, and uh you know most of my friends have passed, and some of these new kids that come in, you know they just don't get it right away that they just that they just don't have to drink in order to stay sober. That's all it is all you have to do is just not drink, and the rest of it is and the rest of it the rest of it is all free, you know because 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 it's a it's your own thinking, so if it's free thinking, uh, that that people are talking about that they wanna that they wanna think. Think about this. You know, somebody said, "Well, the Buddhists changed the idea. What the Buddhists believe in a creator." So you know, so you know whether or not you know it, they didn't change anything because it existed over twenty six thousand uh, years ago.
0: Well. I- I want to, we probably, uh, thank you for calling. I, I, and I missed your name. What was your name?
3: Fred, Fred, a. Fred,
0: Fred, thank you very much for calling in and thank you for listening to um, AA Beyond Belief. I'm glad that I'm glad that you like listening to this and I hope you can make um, some of these zoom meetings uh, that they, that we have. Cause they're it's kind of fun. You can go and find um, these secular meetings just all over the place and they they all have a different flavor, but um It was really nice to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it.
3: I had one idea I wanted to mention to you. Okay. You know, know, they talk about senses, people's senses in consciousness. Well, you know, a smile is outside the realm of senses. And if somebody smiles at you, doesn't it make you feel happy? So, you know, that's all you need to know is if you're happy uh, because, because you see somebody smiling, uh, that, that is not, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And people, people should try to be happy, but it's not always that way because this world has so many obstacles.
0: Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Fred. The
3: The world has a lot of obstacles. So, just just uh, uh keep keep yourself happy and look for the ones who, and, and look for the ones who smile at you
0: <laughs> i like that well That's thank it. you thank you so much for yeah. calling and and for listening i appreciate it you have a good thanks, night thanks fred thank oh, you fred bye bye
1: you know he uh, touched on a couple of things one uh it's true everywhere people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and uh, the experience he referred to of being escorted out for uh, holding, a, you know, a skeptical worldview. I mean, you name, name a tradition. I'll show you somewhere in the world where it's being violated <laughs> by an AA group right now, right? I mean, that's uh, one of those things. Like we were talking about earlier, secular phobia is something that really exists. People have... Uh, biases and they they react to them more than they understand them and i have them Mm -hmm. we all have them and uh yeah i mean that's just a fact that you know uh atheists and aa is an existential threat to people who believe in a supernatural agency
2: yeah it can be um one of the things in our area most of the meetings are are pretty um pretty Tolerant um, and uh, and open-minded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you know I found over the years that. Uh that, yeah, the majority of the people really don't care um, about what your higher p- power is or hearing about it, really. <laughs> um, and and that I'm finding in this area that some of the meetings are having group consciences to stop saying the Lord's Prayer um, and, uh, and stuff like that on their own without any of us uh, secular people coming to them and, and asking for it. Um, I think by by those of us who do go to traditional meetings sometimes and sharing our experience strength and hope in a, in, you know, a secular way, um, it's causing some of them to think about it differently and when they had and before. Um, so I think that's helpful. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like at least here, I don't think that it's, um, that there's as much of a a fighting um, about it as uh, as there you know has been in other places. That was one of the things that we found interesting when we went to that first conference in 2014 in Santa Monica is is all the pain you know. I think Reverend mm-hmm. Ewing wrote about it in the One Big Tent um, mm-hmm. that he wasn't aware of, of the pain that um, people felt of being uh, felt like outcasts or cast out of AA, and we were surprised at that. Too, because that wasn't our experience, mm-hmm. and we figure, you know, in Boise, I mean, it's Idaho. <laughs> we thought we would have had it, you know, a bit more rough, um, but no, that wasn't the case. Um, our community has been really supportive of our our group, um, and I and so you know, I think that that's part of why it seems like uh, they're some of them are changing on their own, um, which is kind of neat.
1: You know, that's a good point. Like. Like there's been a lot of talk and won't go into it in great detail here with, you know, some of the schisms like the Toronto delisting and all that sort of thing. But the vast majority of the groups didn't care less. They were completely ambivalent about agnostic groups. They Mm -hmm. were neither for them nor against them. Right. They didn't want to go, but they didn't see any reason why we shouldn't have a meeting if that's our jam. And, uh, you know, it was just a few people. You know, sort of loudmouth schnooks who can, (laughs) you know, sort of uh, mess up the, you know, because they get political, right? And they start rallying and AA doesn't have many safeguards for people who want to sort of control the agenda. And that that does happen from time to time.
2: Right. And it happens in lots of different ways. I mean, like, um, you know, one person with a lot of time, I remember when I was new, she talked about openly that she had killed a meeting one time. And, and that uh, that she had come into it and they had had cookies and, and you know treats and things like that at their meeting and they were discussing at the business meeting how to handle that or who was going to be the next person in charge or whatever and she decided that she thought that that was a waste of money and that they shouldn't have treats there and that you know and so the meeting basically blew up because people took sides over whether they were going to have cookies at the meeting or not and, uh, and, and so you know it, it's it's true that that happens in a lot of different ways within aa that uh you know people have big personalities sometimes and uh sometimes we place a lot of value in you know one thing or the other and uh and take a hard stand and and uh and so getting used to that happening is part of the the game i think because <laughs> it always seems to in one way or another
0: so when i when we started our group in Kansas City, I. Um... I was aware of what was going on in, um, Toronto and I had been reading some things on the internet and so forth. And anyway, so I, I had this bit of a rebellious streak and a, and a bit of a chip on my shoulder when we we started our group in Kansas city, I was expecting a fight and I didn't find a fight anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they, they welcomed you were, us. With a, you were bummed out because nobody yeah. wanted to fight you. Yeah. I'll never forget when I went to the first <laughs> district meeting. I was just waiting for them just to give me all kinds of help. They were they clapped and they applauded that I showed up at the meeting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the nerve. Yeah, Which, yeah. They loved
0: us and, and they stopped saying the Lord's Prayer and they they, they were wonderful. So
2: Yeah. I, I yeah. always joke that I think that in Boise they were just happy to have me be able to go to a meeting where they didn't have to hear me talk about being an atheist for a while because they were (laughs) they were a bit
1: tired of it. But actually all in the same place.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and that that's what I was called, Angela the Atheist. You know, so whenever any of them had a problem with a sponsee that uh, that was having a hard time believing, they're like, have you have you sent that person to called Angela the Atheist? You know, (laughs) that's a
1: great (laughs) handle. I like it a lot. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Uh, and and that same in Toronto, right? Uh, like mm-hmm. the district and area never blinked to an a- atheist agnostic group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it was never even questioned, right? Because they understood the traditions. We have a they were there to show. serve the groups, not lead the groups.
0: Ah, the traditions. He <laughs> Hello.
1: Hey, this is Joe from New Providence, New Jersey.
0: Oh, hey, Joe. Boy, you're coming in loud and clear.
4: <laughs> yeah, it is uh,
1: <laughs> raining out here. But um,
0: only a podcast nerd has to talk to think, about your audio quality. Big, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how <is> Cyclone <laughs> Fay treating you?
0: <laughs> please, please, go ahead.
4: Ah, uh, doing the, the, the best I can with the audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just wanted to. I like, think the internet was definitely uh a game changer like i had like two like kind of like half-hearted attempts checking it out at aa and then um like in 2016 when i got out of rehab you know i think i did like buddhist 12 steps and then all of a sudden like that came up and then it kind of like to like aa agnostic maybe steps and um i think that led me to common sense recovery that book and that like helped me tremendously you know it led to a and AA, AA Bond belief and i was like oh like i know like Kinda of helps me with like how I want how handling like beliefs and you know, about changing the big book. That's not gonna happen in my lifetime probably to get a more um secular bent to it um but then you know, then I saw there was the um the meetings in New York and then there were two in New Jersey, and like I wanted to start a meeting, but I was like scared to do it by myself, and then somehow um, the, the four of us kind of got together. And we started a meeting, and you know, I think we might have been like maybe the fourth one in New Jersey. And through the internet we could do like the research and see different scripts and, and, and stuff like that. And you know, we started out kind of like at a core of four people, and then now we're kind of between um, maybe say ten to twelve is our average. And now we have people that will call in, um, like with the Zoom. Like it'll be like their first time. Like oh, I didn't know this existed. And I'm just checking it out. So we usually get like one or two people, but they're like, I didn't know about this. So I think, you know, one of the byproducts important I mean, it's horrible that like COVID and everything's happening, but we've been able to get together more secular people together and just like the internet you know, all of we, I like all these people I've been in the contact with, we've been in into contact and it does seem like the secular it's definitely like um, I've said it before, but like we there's a meeting, a couple that started in New Jersey. They they don't have a physical meeting but and I don't know if they will either when things go back to normal but it is good to have to see more people checking it out and then uh, i'll just say that album and then when we started our meeting i thought i was going to have a fight too like we went to the you know to get voted in and it was just like okay <laughs> like i thought <hope> we're <laughs> going to have a fight and we didn't <laughs> so but anyway thanks for putting this together um, right on John. Sharing the history of the group. So,
0: thank you hi. thank you for calling thank appreciate you. it
1: bye-bye okay have a good night you bet It's fun to get those calls. Yeah, oh, it is. It's and the cool thing about this whole Zoom thing is uh, all of the different time zones. Like Mm -hmm. after this podcast at uh, sort of ten o'clock Eastern, it's noon in um, uh, uh, Carvera, Australia, Australia, and you can go to a meeting on Friday night that they're having on Saturday afternoon.
2: Right, I've, I've been to that meeting. It's 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 fun. Yeah, um, I've also tried to go to it several times, and then something always comes up, so I leave yeah, halfway yeah, through. So, so sorry, yeah. Justin, I I uh, have bombed the meeting a couple of times because I get there and and then something comes up, and I have to zoom out. Um, yeah. But uh, that's the other fun thing about Zoom meetings is that you know if you attend one and it's not as free thinking as you would like, or it's too <laughs> free thinking, you can always zoom out. Out and <laughs> and find one that's a little bit more to to your uh, your taste or um, belief, or you can try to use some traditions and and uh, listen and see if you learn something new. But that's something that uh, I think Joe was bringing up um, before the last caller. Is I think the traditions aren't. Um, Aren't something that uh, you know newer people are aware of because we don't talk about them a lot within our online communities, and so that might be something if people are interested in doing is setting up maybe some Zoom meetings that uh, that look at the traditions um, because there's there's still step meetings, um, but uh, within the the secular community. Um, we don't do the traditions a lot, and um, and I think one of the reasons for that is most of the meetings I know that are are uh, step in tradition meetings um, use the twelve and twelve, and so that's why they go over the traditions because it's you know combined in one book, and um, we don't do that. <laughs> so
1: you're such a nerd. <laughs> 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 no, I, I love traditions. I uh, when Beyond Belief started. Uh, We started one week a month doing a tradition, and the meeting always ended early. You know, we'd read it. I mean, I I don't see why people don't get how these relate to our day-to-day life, and they couldn't, right? They go, okay, so that's how AA works. Yawn, where are we going for coffee?
0: (laughs) Um, Jim has made an interesting <laughs> comment here. He says mm-hmm. that Zoom is having an unintended effect on thrusting the secular AA cause ahead in the evolution of AA. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, AA ahead in the evolution of AA. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I think AA as a whole is growing, and certainly we never have a meeting where one or two people don't say I've been around or I'd stopped going and I just heard about you guys. So yeah, it's people closet atheists can go to an agnostic atheist meeting without their sponsor knowing now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just That's click true. and they're there. Yeah.
2: Right. Well and the just the, the awareness and the connectivity, um, I think it helps because I, I do believe um, the the uh, larger AA or, or the people who are trusted servants within um, the general service and stuff, um, they're all, or, well, I can't say they're all, the majority of them are for our cause as well, um, you know, and they want to be helpful in having us be integrated better, um, but, you know, that's not how AA works. They don't make the decision. It's right. uh, from the yeah. groups on up. And so service is another thing that we probably, you know, would do better to talk about um, in our secular meetings um, because um, I, I don't remember who was telling me this, um, that but that uh, through the service structure, the majority of the work there doesn't talk about God at all. Um, you know, you don't generally go to a... a, a um, a district meeting and talk about God. You talk about, you know, what the different groups are doing and how to better help the next uh, suffering alcoholic, that kind of thing. And I would never really thought of it that way, that, yeah, the service structure is actually probably more secular than than anything else within AA. Yeah,
1: yeah well, uh, the traditions mention God once, and the concepts don't mention it at all. That's why mm-hmm. secular-minded people are drawn to service, because mm-hmm. who wants to talk, go to a Step 3 meeting every week?
2: <laughs> well, actually, I do, but only if I get to share.
1: <laughs> um, We've got a couple of questions on uh, Facebook here. Oh. Okay. Uh, one uh, from Mary C. in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, what's the distinction between secular and free thinker? And Mary uh, from uh, uh, Arizona is saying, hey, let's not forget about the regional gatherings. too." Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So.
2: OK, so the, the difference, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That there is. I'm sure there's a free thinker who, who might feel differently <laughs> um, because that's kind of what we found out from that first conference <laughs> is that they thought yeah. that free thinkers kind of encompassed. And and as an atheist, I, I was fine with free thinker. You know, I, I thought it sounded more important actually than atheist because atheist kind of, you know, very uh, can be a narrow slot for some people. Um, but, uh, you know, I was also fine that they did add atheist to, you know, the name Name at that time or included and stuff so um so yeah i think secular is just supposed to be without religion and a uh, free thinker i i would guess encompasses more than that you know
1: so, we could do a whole podcast, or you two could do a whole podcast on uh, identity politics. With an AA? <laughs> yeah, no, really, because there's nothing that <laughs> aggravates me more than when someone sits across the table and explains my experience as an atheist. Oh, right, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, I get to define what atheist means to me. I get to define what secular or freethinker means for me. And if you have a different definition... I, I'm not going to fight you on that. I disagree. I'm not right. saying you're wrong. Right. Those are two yeah. distinctions.
0: That's one thing that amazes me about when you when you get a bunch of us together is we might all say that we're atheists, but we all have different ways still of describing whatever our experiences is in AA. Some of us are spiritual. Some of us hate spirituality. Some of us do steps. Some of us hate steps. It's just all over the board.
2: Yeah, but we all tend to be loud at meeting level. We do. That that does seem (laughs) to be the... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and so what was the other one? Oh Mary um had mentioned the regional. Yeah, there's been some regional conferences um that we've been able to do that um that you know, like um Arizona is, you know, one of the best at it as well as, as uh you Canadians. Um and uh but the Arizona one Sorry. is the, the, yeah, I know, you should be. Um but <laughs> uh, wanna borrow
1: I, a prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, please.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, um, I went to the the Arizona one last year in November, and and it was I was very, very impressed at what they were able to accomplish um, for a regional level gathering. It was very cool and um and uh, inspiring. And so I was excited when um, they were trying to do one in BC that unfortunately, you know, had to be canceled because of COVID. Um, But yeah, I I think having more regional um, conferences in the future would would be a lot of fun because it was small enough that I could get to know people a little bit or, you know, uh, recognize them and stuff um, during the conference. And uh, like Mary, got to sit with her for a little bit, which was great.
1: Isn't that great? Uh, and we can do Zoom conferences too, so
2: right, right. Yeah. If only somebody would do one soon, like on emotional, yeah. What What is that oh, called again? Uh, emotional,
1: emotional sobriety. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Pay attention to
1: Facebook on Monday, there might be an announcement coming out soon. Cool, that sounds <laughs> good.
0: That's actually an interesting topic, too. And you got some, um, really excellent speakers lined up for that from what I've I, I've gotten a sneak preview. I shouldn't say, but yeah, uh, that's coming soon. Joe will be announcing that really soon. A little,
1: uh... Yeah. It's not up to me, but yeah, it's got to uh, go through the group conscience process. So, you know, cool. well, more will be revealed. Excellent.
0: I can't believe it. We've filled up an hour. I hope, I hope that this has been an interesting a podcast episode for y'all to listen to. Um, you know, I'm not the expert in AA history at all, but I hope I gave a pretty good little summary of what got us up to this point. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that Joe was here to kind of keep me straight on all of that. And uh, Angela, it's always wonderful to have you here. It's my favorite part of the week is when Angela and I get together and and do this little thing. Always a little nervous before we start, Angela, but after always. we get going, it's always, it's always fun. Yes. Oh, th- I
1: mean, the great thing about this is I'm not nervous at all. It's not like my show or my blog. <laughs> it's just, just show up. It's been great. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Hello, <laughs> AA Beyond Belief Land. <laughs> I'll be a regular listener next week. All right.
2: Excellent. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, this is only I, this week, right? Because seriously, I don't think I can handle it.
0: <laughs> I promise it won't be it won't be permanent. This is just in honor of Joe. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I do love that. Thank, Thank you. God.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. It's been a wonderful time to be here with you again for this Friday. We'll be back again next week. Um, I'll have to talk to Angela. Um, there's a threat that we might want to talk about relationships, in a- relationships uh, and sobriety. Anyway, yeah. we'll see about that. Anyway, y'all <laughs> take care. We'll be back again real soon for another episode of AA Beyond Belief.
1: Adios, amigos. Bye-bye.